Hey guys, this is Margie Brown, an undergraduate student at Brigham Young University and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I bring to you The Priesthood Diaries, an in-depth look at the restoration of the priesthood. Today, I'm super excited to bring to you the topic about women in the priesthood. This is actually one of the episodes I've been looking forward to. There was one point in my life where I struggled with the question of why women couldn't hold the priesthood. Fortunately, I had some amazing teachers when I was struggling with that question, and I also knelt down in prayer and asked for a better understanding, and fortunately, I got that better understanding. And that's my goal for today, is to help people get a better understanding about this topic of women in the priesthood and where women fit into the priesthood. I'm actually going to start off with a quote from Elder F. Enzio Bush which is, the priesthood is neither male nor female, although it has a male part and a female part. The reason why I wanted to start off with this quote is to show the priesthood is not just for men, it's not just for women, and I also wanted to show that women play a part in the priesthood. It's not that just men hold the priesthood and that's end of discussion. What I'm trying to show is that females play a part into the priesthood as well. To fully show what women contribute to the priesthood and the part that they play in the priesthood, I'm actually going to be pulling mainly from two books. One of them is called Women in the Priesthood by Sherry Dew, and the other one is The Priesthood Power of Women by Barbara Morgan Gardner. To start off with these books, I'm actually going to pull a really funny quote to begin with from Sherry Dew's book, and it goes, People wonder what we do for our women. I will tell you what we do. We get out of their way and look with wonder at what they are accomplishing. End quote. She is commenting on the Relief Society, and she's not wrong. Look at how much has been done by the Relief Society. You do not have to look at the General Relief Society presidency or their records to determine what has been done within the Relief Society to see how big their influence has been. You can go as small as a branch to see what the Relief Society does. Sister Dew's statement about the woman in the church is not an exaggeration. It's quite literal. This leads into her next statement, which I can't say any better than her, so I'm going to just quote it from her. The responsibilities, roles, and divinely endowed gifts of men and women differ in nature, but not in quality, significance, or degree of importance, impact, or influence. Latter-day Saint doctrine places women equal to and yet distinct and different from men. Let's analyze this statement. So we see from the get-go, women and men are different in responsibilities, roles, and the gifts that they get. Those differences don't make men more important or women more important. This leads into her last statement where she's talking about how women are equal to men. Their different roles are of equal importance. Men use the priesthood to bless people's lives. And the Relief Society is used to bless people's lives as well, but from a different direction. One of the best ways to illustrate this is going back to the founding of the Relief Society. We are in Nauvoo during Joseph Smith's time, and there are people working on building the temple. And there's these two women named Sarah M. Kimball and Margaret Cook who wanted to help and wanted to organize a society of sewers to help create materials for the temple and the workers. These women presented this idea to Joseph Smith, and Joseph Smith complimented their work, but he said, the Lord has something better in store for you. He then invited the women to meet with him and a few other brethren, and he said, 
I quote, I will organize the woman under the priesthood after the pattern of the priesthood, end quote. I'm going to pause from the history side of things and we're going to just unpack what I just talked about. So women came in and they wanted to assist in building up the temple and building up Zion. The men that hold the priesthood use their priesthood to bless people's lives and build up Zion. And you can actually see from the founding of the Relief Society that the women were organized just as the priesthood was. Now I'm going to go back to Joseph Smith to state the purpose of the Relief Society because he states it better than I can. And he said the Relief Society is for the relief of the poor, the destitute, the widow, and the orphan, and for the exercise of all benevolent purposes, and not only to relieve the poor, but to save souls. There is a similar quote by Elder David A. Bednar in his talk, The Powers of Heaven, and he says, The priesthood is the means whereby the Lord acts through men to save souls, end quote. Women and men have the same mission, but the way that they go about completing their tasks are different. I also want to cover that women get priesthood authority. We find in Joseph Smith's time that he delegated priesthood authority to women in the Relief Society, and that continues today. We can actually find this teaching under the Gospel Topic essay about Joseph Smith's teachings about priesthood, temple, and women. I think this is important because it also shows that women play a part in the priesthood. They get priesthood authority through their callings. I also want to cover women participating in giving blessings of healings. Before I start this, I want to reiterate that women in church's history have never held the priesthood. During the 19th century and into the early 20th century, women in this church would bless the sick by a prayer of faith. In 1883, Eliza R. Snow, who was the Relief Society general president at the time, explained that women can minister in the name of Jesus, but not by virtue of the priesthood. President Wilford Woodruff also taught the same thing, and we see that in a letter he sent to Emmeline B. Wells, and he said that women administered to the sick not as members of the priesthood, but as members of the church. In 1926, Heber J. Grant called for the end of the sisters administering to the sick in that way and called for the elders to administer to the sick in the name of Jesus Christ. And today that's still in place as only Melchizedek priesthood holders may administer to the sick or afflicted. Before I end on the female healing blessings part of this episode, I want to talk about a testimony that was given by Elizabeth Davis Durfee during a Relief Society meeting. In the Nauvoo Relief Society Minute book, it claims that she said that she was healed and thought the sisters had more faith than the brethren. All I have to say about that testimony is that it's one of my favorites, and we'll move on from that. Now I want to talk about women in the temple and the priesthood that women have access to in the temple. In Barbara Morgan Gardner's book, she explains that when men and women go to the temple, they are both endowed with the same power, which by definition is priesthood power. And then she further explains that access to that power and the blessings of the priesthood is available to all of God's children. Women can be endowed with priesthood power when they decide to go through the temple. However, when they are endowed with that power, that does not mean that they hold the priesthood. Women and men can participate in temple ordinances, and the church has taught that temple ordinances 
are priesthood ordinances. To simplify that statement, I would say when women participate in temple ordinances, they are participating in the priesthood. In Doctrine and Covenants section 131, verse 2, it states, In order to obtain the highest, a man must enter into this order of the priesthood, meaning the new and everlasting covenant of marriage. Since women have to participate in a sealing, the church has taught, when a man and woman are sealed in the temple, they enter together by covenant into an order of the priesthood. Since I just covered sealings or marriage, I do want to say that not every person gets the opportunity to get married in this life. So the church has taught that God is just so every child of God will have the opportunity in the next life to accept the gospel and receive all promised blessings, which includes eternal marriage. Now back to the beginnings of the church and the temple. Women officiated in sacred ordinances back then and women continue to officiate in sacred temple ordinances today, which includes the ability to use the priesthood. As we come close to the end of this episode, I do want to reiterate some things. Women exercise priesthood authority even though they are not ordained to priesthood offices, and they have a role within the priesthood. And I want to say that the priesthood blesses the lives of all of God's children, not just men, not just women. It's for everyone. There is a sentence I would like to read to you regarding women in the priesthood. And it says, This interdependence of men and women in accomplishing God's work through his power is central to the gospel of Jesus Christ restored through the prophet Joseph Smith. And I want to read one sentence real quick to you guys regarding women in the priesthood. This interdependence of men and women in accomplishing God's work through his power is central to the gospel of Jesus Christ restored through the prophet Joseph Smith. This sentence reiterates that men and women have different roles in the restoration of the church and men holding the priesthood is one of them. However, women have access to the priesthood and have a role in the priesthood. If any of you have any more questions about women in the priesthood, I highly recommend going to the Gospel Topics essay about Joseph Smith's teachings about priesthood, temple, and women. There's a lot of general conference addresses on this, and the two books that I mentioned by Barbara Morgan Gardner and Sherry Dew. They both research their books really well, and I truly hope this episode was helpful to you because it was actually helpful for my growth and my progression, and I just hope that for all of those that are listening to this as well. With that being said, let the restoration continue.